If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. wines, I find them extremely helpful and helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. And go in the air, deep right center go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, watch it go. Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome into the BSN Rockies podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Now, let's jump into the show. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of BSN Rockies, and it is another Hodge Podge day on the podcast. We're going to be mostly going through some questions here, questions uh, that are going to mostly be coming in from the Facebook Live. Uh, I've got a few others that I want to get to either after a break or in another episode that I need to record either today or tomorrow, uh, trying to kind of plan things out a little bit here. Uh, There's also an article that I'm working on. Uh, that I don't even want to spoil what it's about, but that I want to go into, excuse me, sort of line by line uh, on a very near podcast as well. So as I'm timing all of this stuff out, I figured that uh, we would begin here just by jumping into the talk of the day. It's been Obviously, a, a difficult season, and when the Rockies do play a game, there's not much to talk about. When the Rockies don't play a game, there's nothing to talk about, uh, at least in terms of, obviously, on-field stuff. We've spent a lot of time recently going over what I think they can do moving forward, looking at the roster, and there's going to be plenty of time for even more of that. But I have seen this topic going around today. I didn't see the article that John is referring to. He just says, article said trading Chuck to AL team as a DH is a good idea. And uh, 
Um, uh, I've got a lot of thoughts about that. One, that, that very well could be a good idea. Of course, in any of these scenarios, part of the issue w- with that is any individual trade of a player could or could not be a good idea, depending on what you get in return. And I didn't read the article that, that you're referring to here, but I would bet only because it's typically the case that there are no names mentioned for what the Rockies would get in return, specifically. I would be willing to bet it's, generally speaking, prospects and out from underneath the contract. And again, that's very difficult to argue against. If you got two really good prospects, especially if they were pitching prospects, and an AL team took all of the rest of Charlie Blackman's contract, absolutely that would be something that you have to consider. The devil is always in the details. The problem with, first of all, even saying trade Chuck to an AL team. Well, now you're limited to half the team. There's 15 available shopping partners for you, and some of those aren't going to have a need. So you can take at least three or four and throw those away. They're not even going to be interested at all, regardless of how good a player he is. Some of them aren't going to have the money. So you're probably down to eight to ten teams. And that's being generous, probably, who, who could get in on this potential sweepstakes. Are they willing to pay that much of his contract? What do they have in terms of prospects? And are they willing to part with those prospects? You're also at a disadvantage as a National League team in trying to deal someone if you're coming right out and saying we're only going to deal him to an AL team because we don't think he can play defense anymore um, you're you've limited your value there as well so yes I abs- there, there's absolutely a scenario under which trading uh, Charlie Blackman would make sense but here's the other thing about this about the entire conversation of trading anybody on the Rockies, regardless of how good they are from the Charlie Blackman end of the spectrum of guys who are making a lot of money, but still, you know, are pretty damn good baseball players down to, you know, kind of what Wade Davis and Jake McGee and and Brian Shaw have done where they're making a lot of money and have not been good, especially this year, you know, for Davis. Um, Regardless of that, say you do get out from underneath all that. We've had this conversation in depth before. What do you do with the money? Now, if, you, if your point in trading Blackman is to get prospects who are close to the big leagues that are immediately going to help make you better and get some money so that you can go out and spend on some pitching, cool, great. That That's a really good idea. But your goal in trading Charlie Blackman has got to be to make your baseball team immediately better, your major league baseball team immediately better. This Let's trade Charlie so that we can get some prospects to restock the farm system and get out from underneath that contract. Like, that makes your major league team immediately worse. And unless you spend that money correctly in every part, which has been the issue, right? So I would, again, be willing to bet, and and I've made the argument as well that they should spend money on pitching, but that's what you would do with it, right? If you're trading Charlie to get out from his contract, what are you doing with the money? Spending it on pitchers, probably mostly relievers, maybe a starter, 
Maybe a great starter. If you trade Charlie Blackman and you get out from underneath his contract and you turn around and you give that money to Madison Bumgarner, then well done, congratulations, you done good, fantastic move. If you trade Charlie Blackman and you get one decent level borderline prospect and you get out from half of the contract and the money that you spend is on relievers who end up being very similar in production and contract and all of that to what you got from the last crop of relievers you spent money on, Shaw, McGee, Davis, then now you're in the exact same position you were except that you don't have Charlie Blackman. So those prospects have to be, that that's the point that I'm trying to make here. It can't be about the contract. And I've seen a lot of people talking about trade Charlie Blackman to get out from his contract. His contract is not that bad. And for what he's making, uh, for, for, for what he hits, it's it's really not huge. And we had Mike Rice on that not that long ago. And he's talking about, like, I know it seems like a lot of money to you and me. And it's a big deal for sure. But it's not prohibitive. Unless he really falls off the cliff with his bat, too, you can trade him at next year's deadline. You don't have to move him in the off season. You can move him after the year after uh, after this next season. If it, if it's not going again, you think you might lose Nolan. You trade him both in the next off season. But now, the only reason to trade Charlie Blackman, as I said before, has got to be because you think it actually makes your team better immediately. You think that you can get a couple of pitching prospects who can be an impact in 2020 and you can save money that you can spend right away in your bullpen. Under that scenario, I would absolutely uh, be giving the Rockies a ton of credit for having completed a successful trade of Charlie Blackman. But if you trade Charlie Blackman and you get a B-level prospect and you get out from 70% of his contract and all you do is go out and sign a bunch of veteran pitchers, I don't know that you've made your team better. Maybe. Maybe not. Mary says, how many starts will Sam Hilliard get this weekend? I want to see him hit an opposite field home run off the warehouse in San Diego. Uh, that'd be fun. That would be that would be a lot of fun. He's certainly got the power to do it. Um yeah, and, and I think I've said this a little bit before, but the young players are going to play more and more, and they have been. Uh, but I keep, I still keep seeing people on Twitter who every single day that a starter is a veteran, it uh, it gets uh, weird out there. People get quite upset that Daniel Murphy or Ian Desmond ever start, and they're going to. Uh, first of all, it's just it's professional baseball. That's how it's played. You don't bench guys completely, anybody. Um, but second of all, it's kind of like we. I haven't done. I haven't had to do one of these analogies in a while. They're usually beginning of the year things where I talk about comparing it to the length of a football season or. Um, you know, a basketball season, a little bit different there, but, but the games, you know, and starting somebody on any given day of a 162 baseball season is kind of like having somebody out there on the field or on the court to begin a quarter. 
and getting upset daily about the lineup because somebody is in there and not stepping back and recognizing the larger picture that they're actually playing quite less and these other guys are actually playing quite more. So in the NBA, we're talking minutes here, right? It's innings, and we don't track it quite as closely in Major League Baseball. But getting a start for a game and playing that whole game is basically the equivalent of playing a quarter of NFL football to give another guy a breather. And that's the long marathon breather in the game of baseball. And so it's just one of those things I I see all the time that I'm like, man, there are plenty of things to be a bit worked up about uh, on this team. But, oh, my gosh, Sam Hilliard's on the bench on one day and Ian Desmond is in the lineup that day. Therefore, the Rockies don't care about playing the young guys, and I can't believe they keep throwing the vets out there. It's so ridiculous. Like, that's just not a thing. Again, that's that, that would basically be the equivalent of saying it's the start of the second quarter. I can't believe the seventh or eighth guy on the bench is in there and not the starter. The, the, the quarter is starting. He's a starter. Like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. Brett says, can we possibly lose 100 games? Uh, Yeah, sure, it's possible. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, The team has never lost 100 games. They're they're prideful men in that clubhouse, and I do think that they're going to find a way to win some games, probably here in San Diego. Um, But this is, uh, yeah, I mean... The schedule is rough, and the pitching isn't going to get any better. And, and, and again, that's what I keep – I warned people this was going to happen, and I keep reminding, and it's worth repeating as they continue to lose, but pitching – it's a game about pitching, and the Rockies don't have any of their best pitchers, any any of their six best pitchers available to them, whether you're talking starters or relievers right now. They don't have them. Uh, and as long as that's the case, every single game is going to be an uphill battle. You're going to be favored to lose because starting pitching is just that important. And there are the handful of days where you go, well, maybe if, you know, Chi-Chi has a really good day, they might get one or, you know, but then the bullpen and, and when it's coming out of the bullpen, just as bad as it's coming out of the starters right now. You're just not favored to win any baseball game. And they'll pick some up. But most of the, the and that's why one of the recent podcasts I spent so much time talking about, you can't get overly worked up about the losses because many of these pitchers aren't going to be factors in 2020. But they're the biggest factor right now. And so you're just kind of stuck watching them try to gut through it. See if anybody can emerge from this pack. DJ says, if we are trading just for contract purposes, then Desi is the one to look at, not Chuck. Yeah, or or somebody even like like Wade Davis. Like, And we, we've talked about this a little bit before, and again, I think it's worth repeating. We're kind of in that season. I, I said before we came on, here's a little bit of hamster wheel going on. But, um, you know, to get out from Davis's contract or Desmond's contract, that's something where maybe you do send along a prospect who – a year ago, and, and this is how things do change based on what's happened this year. I don't think it changes to the extent that you say, tear it all down, trade Charlie, get rid of Nolan, or or trade John Gray, or just build around these guys. No, I, don't, I think all of that's going 
too far. But I do think a tough bullet that you may have to bite is that a prospect or two who a year ago I would have said no way should the Rockies be considering trading this guy unless they're really getting something that they like back in return. Now they might have to include a player like that just to get rid of a contract. And I think I mentioned this before, a player like Hampson or Tapia or Hilliard or on the really high end, somebody like Colton Welker or Ryan Castellani, that they're not going to trade pitching off of the organization. But if you had to move probably at the highest end. You're still not moving Brendan Rodgers to get rid of somebody's contract. That's not going to happen. But if you're going, look, please take Wade Davis's entire contract. Give us your third or fourth best reliever in your farm system, and we'll give you Colton Welker. That you know that could be a deal. And and where a year ago I was saying you you maybe don't even think about moving that guy, even if you can get some pretty good stuff that could help the team at the time. Now you do have to bite, think about at least biting the bullet and and moving a player of that caliber or a guy like Rymal Tapia. You all know what I think of Rymal Tapia and, and where I think he still has to go in his game. And I think he's proven a lot this year, but that's also increased his value around the league. I think a lot of people have see, see now a speed demon with a real contact tool who can maybe still build on that power. And if they say, you know what? We think that Rymal Tapia might be worth about six or seven million dollars, but that's not what he's gonna make. So we will pay six or seven million dollars of Brian Shaw's contract. We'll take him off your hands, but you got to give us Rymal Tapia. We'll send back a little, uh, you know, a real, uh, minor league reliever in return. That would, you know, I would, there was a part of me that would hate that, but that would also be, that would be a smart, prudent, pragmatic, get out from underneath a contract move uh, to make because you probably do have the other pieces with Hilliard and Hampson and, and some other guys working in here, maybe Daza a bit, uh, that you can absorb that. Where Charlie Blackman is a much, much, much more difficult piece to absorb the loss of. Hey, if you're like me and you're trying to figure out how to be a mature, refined adult, or you just really like wine, you have to check out my friends over at Weinster. Weinster is an innovative online direct-to-consumer wine club connecting wine drinkers with more than 110 of the best wineries in America today. What makes Weinster special is that the majority of wineries they work with are too small to attract the attention of retailers, meaning not only are you getting access to some delicious and hard-to-find wines, you're also supporting real people making real wine, not one of the few large corporations producing most of the wines available in stores. With Weinster, all you have to do is sit back and relax as they curate a hand-picked shipment from the best small wine producers in the U.S. Then, when you fall in love with a couple of wines, as a club member, you can have them sent right back to your door with no shipping cost. I especially love Weinster because it was founded by three CU Boulder alums, so sign up today with the code BSN25 to get $25 off your first shipment of wine and start being a real grown-up. That's W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R. Diamond Club Baseball has produced elite athletes for 10 years now and is even trusted by your Colorado Rockies to run their scout team program. 
Diamond Club is based right here in Denver, and their goal is to treat player development just like it's a minor league organization so that your child can be set up for the ultimate success. Everyone works together to make sure that everyone's getting the proper instruction that they need to help youth athletes grow and to become great ball players yet enjoy the game. That's why I have my son playing with Diamond Club because it's it's a great way to really show them they're, they're learning baseball the right way. That was Sean. As he mentioned, his son plays on a Diamond Club team. They offer multiple summer camps, private lessons, high school teams, and youth competitive teams. Plus, their prices are more affordable than their competition. Diamond Club has very fair price. You know, when you kind of pay and know that all fees for the tournaments, fields, uniforms, and instruction are taken care of, as well as getting access to some of the things that other programs don't offer, like entire team instruction and fitness programs, you know, the whole package to really make sure that a ball player ends up a well-rounded youth athlete. Believe us when we tell you that after experiencing the knowledge, positive attitude, work ethic, and fun that their summer camps provide, your child will want to play on one of their teams. Check out diamondclubbaseball.net today to learn more. Jill says maybe Ian should pitch more. That was fun and interesting, wasn't it? These are the things that happen in a season that's going like this. But, hey, he was hitting 93 on the gun. Uh, He he was doing a heck of a job. And, uh, you you know, he was proud of the moment. And and he was out there competing. You know, I – it's easy to laugh at those things, and I'm sure on some level uh, several times he did. But just kind of having been around him, I know he took that very seriously, too, that he would, he didn't want to go out there and embarrass himself, embarrass his team, embarrass his manager. Uh, he, he came out there firing, man. And it did kind of show you when you just sort of throw it hard and in the zone and stay right out of the middle of the plate, sometimes you can get some success. Even the one hit he gave up was a total excuse me swing. It was funny, right? Um, John, I have not looked at the... Rule 5 stuff yet? I really should, considering the way the season has gone. Somebody, our our good friend Mary, was asking today about uh, the Grand Junction team. She's out to see the Grand Junction Rockies, and she was asking who to watch for. And I was like, ah, I looked down the list. It's like, I recognize two names. And so I told her those two names. And then a couple people came in with much better answers with a lot of other people who've also been doing interesting things and I was reminded how out of the loop I've gotten when it comes to the minor league players, especially at the lower levels, you know, the guys who uh, might be available for a a, a Rule 5 type situation. Um, It is funny to see uh, where your boy Dom Nunez has come, you know, to since being made available for that Rule 5 draft and nobody picking him up. And, and him just coming back to the Rockies and, you know, he's really blossomed this season. And I think he's going to be a, a big factor moving forward as well. And that's another thing that I don't think is getting quite enough uh, a part of the conversation is that the Rockies are going to go into next, one way or another, right? Whether it's Nunez or they go shopping, uh, the Rockies will begin 2020 with a different catching tandem than they did in 2019. And uh, I think that's going to be... Uh, well, no, it is going to be important. That's going to be a, a factor. Just anytime you've got a new catching, a, a new catcher who's going to be out there one every three, one every four days, uh, that's going to impact some things. And it's going to be interesting to see 
uh, who and and what that is. And I, I I think there's a very strong chance that it is Nunez. Matt says, "What are your thoughts on uh, Wes Parsons, the pitcher we got from the Braves? Do you like him? Good talent for the team for a few years. Uh, yeah, you know, I I like what I see out of him so far. I think he's got some interesting stuff." There, there's some command issues, and, and that's sort of the issue with all the relievers. It, it's tough with these guys who throw hard, and most of them have a, a slider that's got pretty good movement, but sometimes it backs up on him, hangs in the middle of the zone. He gets beat on that. Uh, when he's on, he's got real swing and miss stuff, and I like that. He could be somebody that I think, you know, given the right attitude and given the right opportunity, uh, he could blossom, and I think he's going to get his chance. I, I fully expect to see him there in spring training next year. I'm really hoping the Rockies have a wide-open competition, that they have gotten one or two of these veteran contracts off the roster, whether they've just had to eat it entirely or they, they did get creative and make some kind of a trade. Um, whatever it may be, I'd like to see a lot of dudes show up in spring training feeling like they've got a shot to be a member of that bullpen and come in ready to to be the best versions of themselves throughout spring training and then and then you obviously hope that carries over into the season. DJ says, "Did you see the uh, Riddick ejection and how blatantly bad the call was? The umps were out here trying their best to get replaced." by robots i did not see that particular one uh hopefully there's a john boy video that i can go check out here pretty soon it's it's bad it's bad out there i didn't even end up talking about the jerry meals incident when charlie blackman and bud black both got thrown out of the game um i mean you all saw it, it wasn't even close and there, I have more coming on this. I actually can't say more than that right now. I have a lot more to say about what's going on and, and the robot umpire revolution. And there, there's a whole other wrinkle to this that I just think speaks volumes about the tipping point that we're on. And I want to say this. I've probably said, again, <laughs> hamster wheel, hamster wheel. I've probably said versions of this before. Thank you for continuing. Why are you still listening to all of this, you crazy people out there in the world? Um, but I was talking to another reporter in the press box recently about this. And he opened with, I'm totally with you. I think you've made all the right arguments. Is the technology there? And I am not a robot wizard. <laughs> you may have noticed. I truly believe there is a god of technology who enjoys laughing at me every time my computer or my phone uh, or my car, I count the car as well, doesn't do what I think it's supposed to do on a very basic and fundamental level every time I've done it. And I just, so I'm obviously not Mr. Tech Guy Robot Wizard, like I said. However, here's what I do know. 
I mean, here's what I, I, I said to him. I made the argument to him. I said, you know, uh, that I've said on the podcast, we have cars that drive themselves now. We have surgeons who can map the entire inside of your body with a computer, and you want them to, <laughs> and then use that to guide them as they perform life-threatening, hopefully life-saving, surgery. And he goes, yeah, I mean, we basically use computers to send people to the moon. (laughs) Right. So can we measure whether or not a three-dimensional sphere passes through a three-dimensional five-shaped pentagon type space yes we can if the technology isn't there it's only because it hasn't been invested in and made a priority so so that's what i'll say on that part of the subject the this should have been happening five years ago ten years ago there should have been the resources put into solving this problem rather than resources that were put into acting like it wasn't that big of a problem. So DJ says there is a John Boy video. Oh, Reddick. Yeah, Josh Reddick for Houston. I'm going to check that out. I will report back to you on that uh, once I've seen it. But I imagine it's as infuriating as many of them. Some of them you just, you're scratching your head. Look, some of these are really, really difficult calls, but some of them They're not even close. The one that Charlie got thrown out on from Jerry Meals, not even close. You're taking a guy's ninth inning at bat away. So I'll I'll wrap it up on this one. John says, what one move do you want to see the Rockies make in the offseason? It's a little bit of a trick question for me, John, because I sort of fundamentally believe that at the very least, the Rockies probably need to make two moves. And it's it's probably a series of little ones. Like, I don't think there's a, there was a time there for a little while where I thought, if look, if, they, if they're going to swing big, if I don't know that they're about to increase the budget 20 or $25 million or whatever, and they can go get Marcelo Zuna or go like, I've said for me that the pie in the sky, huge, huge, huge move would be actually landing Madison Bumgarner. If they could do that in any realistic world, uh, that's the best thing that they could do if you want a a one move thing. But I think it's going to have to be two moves because I think that the best thing that they could do in the offseason is to get one of these problematic contracts out from underneath themselves without losing too much in the process but the only way that that's good is then if you turn around and you you spend that money on something good so i I think a successful offseason basically means a complete retooling of the bullpen unless you can land a real impact starter i've mentioned tanner roark several times i think if you could I I think that would be a good two-part move. If you could move Brian Shaw and include a prospect so you can get rid of his contract and bring in Tanner Roark with that money 
and then go out and get a bunch of fringy veteran and young relievers to come in and take part in that open competition I've got in mind for spring training. You know, that you can either go that way or you can forego the the Tanner Roark, Madison Bumgarner on the high end avenue and try it again in the bullpen and roll the dice on guys like Andrew Miller or Alex Coloma and hope they're not just Jake McGee and Brian Shaw 2.0. And and give it a go that way, but that's but again, that's the part of the frustration with the the Charlie Blackman conversation or or, or anybody else. When people are like trade Nolan, like you could get a ton of great players for Nolan. That makes sense. I don't think you're getting top top end prospects for Charlie Blackman at this point for some of the same reasons why people would consider trading him: his age, his contract, his defensive liability. But he's also worth a lot because of well. Hitting is the hardest thing to do in sports, and he's one of the 20 best people in the world at it. So, what do you do? But if you got rid of that money, all you'd be doing is hoping that if you spent it on pitching, this time it works. And that's a it's a big hope. Big if. Big if on that one. All right. All right. It's a little bit of a shorter one, but I think I'm going to wrap this one up here for now. Maybe have some time to do one a little bit later on this afternoon also trying to get some of this written material done i'm a little bit behind on it some of the articles i'm writing that i thought were going to be short little quick pieces i got out i ended up wanting to do a lot more research to to get some stuff for sure in them and so uh you know that's just taking a little bit longer so i'm gonna go work on those now i really appreciate all of you listening in today make sure you're following us on all the social media at drew creaseman at patrick d lions and of course at bsn rockies give us a like share and subscribe on facebook whatever podcast app you happen to be using out there and a little one sentence or five star review really does go a long way if you haven't gotten around to it yet now during these dog days it's a good time you've got a little extra time on your hands uh so you know we'll be watching this Padres series and and hoping there's some stuff to talk about. Until then, I hope all of you continue to be absolutely awesome. I promise you I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark. This episode of the BSN Rockies podcast was brought to you by The Green Solution, which has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone right now, go to their website, mygreensolution.com, order your flour, concentrates, edibles, and topicals online, head to the closest green solution for pickup, use BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase.